0: Usually, I am affirmed and celebrated for who I am in church. And then you come to church, and there are five-year-olds who can salsa dance better than you can. (laughs) That's a good thing, right? Out of the mouth of babes, God speaks. Out of the feet and the legs of babes, God speaks also. People of God, are you happy to be in worship this morning? Amen. I am... uh, quite ecstatic, sad. There's a tension that's going on in my body. There's a tension that's going on in my spirit. And you know what that tension is like when you've been praying and asking for God to give you a blessing like never before, and then you ask for something, and you get something else. Or you ask for something, and you don't get anything at all. You want to feel God's presence. And then through your struggles, through life, through your partner, through just the crap that happens, you feel like God is nowhere present. And then I've been with some of you. I've been with a lot of you. You're struggling and you're hurting, and you find a way to smile. You find a way to laugh. You find a way to actually enjoy and live your own life, no matter what your circumstances try to tell you. People God, I have been blessed because when you fight through and when you move as God moves through you, we are moved. As you're blessed, we are blessed. And the big blessings are still to come. Will you pray with me? God, I give thanks for every person that is in this room in body or spirit. God, we remember the saints who have passed on, our loved ones, family members, those who we hold dear. And on this day, we recognize that divine light, the holiest of energies, and a positive mind and intentionality is right here with us. And so we open up this space. God bless us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. People of God, we sing and we laugh and we dance and we live our lives. And what are we celebrating what are we celebrating? Obviously, the worship arts department with our special guests and our kids, our dancers, they've been putting a lot of hard work in that. Give them another hand clap. I have been very impressed. They did their thing. They did their thing. But we have drummers from Joy of Djembe Drumming, who meets our campus. We have Mariachi Viejeros, who you'll see a little later. They were at the beginning. And also the Luis Albez Band, who is here with us. And the They were were incredible, just incredible, and you don't know, they're gone now, but it's three people, a Brazilian, a Mexican, and a Cuban. It's like a joke, right? A Cuban, a Brazilian, and a Mexican walking to a church, an MCC church, and we all laugh. People of God, we are here this morning to celebrate the truth that has made us free and the truth that continually makes us free. Free enough to dance and to laugh, to enjoy life and to actually begin to live a life that God wants us to. I tell you, you may not think that it's right to dance in church, or maybe even laugh in church, but I imagine Jesus laughed. I imagine Jesus danced. I imagine Jesus enjoying and living his life. And yet like you, Jesus, everywhere he went, religious folks were constantly giving him grief for eating, for laughing, for dancing. He was hanging out with the unclean, people they called sinners, the unworthy. And Jesus says, I'm living my life. They said, you can't do that. You're from Nazareth. Nazareth. That's not the way us city folks do it. And yet Jesus continues to live his life and he spreads the message of God's unconditional love. Now, I want you to be clear. I want to be clear. When we say and we sing out a song, such as a Mark Anthony song, Vivir Mi Vida, yes, we're to live our lives, but that doesn't mean we just let everything go, right? Good morning, Iris. That doesn't mean we let everybody say, Good morning, Iris. I will never get to do this again, so. <laughs> I'll be on a plane to Boston tomorrow. Catch me if you can. <laughs> it's not a live and let live motto, people of God, but it's a motto that speaks. It speaks for the goal of living one's life to the fullest capacity. Not in terms of partying all the time. Yes, we like to do that. But in terms of being authentic and being true to yourself And who God has made you to be. This morning we're talking about living according to the truth. And the first truth principle I want to share with you. And it's part of you and you showed it to me. People of God, the good news is real. The good news is real. Now, many people say the good news is that God is here. Yes, that is good but it's not enough. God is here, but you know what really is good news? When God is right inside here, right? And it's not just a belief, but it's actually something you embody. One of the reasons why I can hang out with atheists and people who don't believe like me, people who don't believe like you, is because I get that it's all about actions and how we treat one another, We sell love thy neighbor shirts and we wear them because we actually mean it. And I love us all because we have our own core beliefs and you are are right to have your core beliefs. But it makes no difference if you just believe in a Jesus of 2,000 years ago. That's great, I love you. But you know what's even better? If you're being Jesus in this world today. It's more than a belief system, right? I tell you, I know lots of followers of Jesus, and I'll be honest, quite a few of them aren't even Christians, right? And I know lots of Christians, and quite a few of them aren't followers of Jesus. And I pray to God and ask you that we would truly pray for one another, that we would stay on the path and not be clouded, but actually live out our lives to the fullest capacity with authenticity and with truth, Believe in Jesus, people of God, but if you want to make a difference, you have to embody Jesus. And thank goodness you have been doing that, not just here in church. Yes, we have a good time and we love one another, but the real ministry starts when we leave this building. The real ministry starts when you have to go home and deal with the stuff that you want to get away from. Yeah, look at that laugh. Yes, and that's okay. Okay. Because God moves in here, and God moves all outside there. People of God, we should be evangelicals. Can I, can I say that? Maybe? Can I get amen? Say evangelical. That's harder than Spanish for some of you. Look at there. Evangelical. It means one who spreads good news. And yet in our time today, in our world, evangelical has become something that is synonymous with spreading hate and intolerance discrimination. And yet we as people of God, as unique Christians, let's face it, we are a peculiar people in MCC. But that's because we have a unique ministry and a unique call. And I hope that you never shy away from the call that God has given you and this church. I hope you never shy away from making this such a welcoming place that atheists still attend here, that Buddhists still attend here, that people can come because they like being with the followers of Jesus. You need not believe like us to be a part of us. I'm so glad Jesus, I'm so glad Jesus made room for a lot of the folks in the first century, tax collectors, so-called sinners, the sex workers. Oh, I'll tell you what, we've got a lot to learn. We've got a lot to learn. You saw in the first video is an Argent, it's from an Argentinian campaign against discrimination. Guess what year? 2011. In 2010, Argentina became the first Latin American country to pass marriage equality. And in 2012, they passed an anti discrimination ordinance and gender, a gender equality law throughout the entire country. The first one, and they produced all of the a plethora of videos, just like the one you saw here that tackles discrimination and that tackles different injustices in the country and i'm thankful that they did it but we need to do it i'm grateful that god is moving in argentina but god needs to move again and if you're just sitting there waiting on god to move we need to get up and we need to move I don't know, Reverend Michael. I'm busy. A lot of stuff going on. People of God, this is not just legislation that we fight for here in Houston. This is actually dealing with people's lives, right? When you're forced to be removed from restrooms, you know how traumatizing that is? When you're actually forced to be in a room that you do not identify with, That's traumatizing. It's just like religion and churches that some of us have been to. And yet it is real. So real that people are actually losing their lives. In this country, there are reports that over 20 transgender folks have died this year, been murdered, the vast majority of them people of color. And it is a shame that we as a Christian country are dealing with issues like this. Because you would think we would actually believe Jesus, follow Jesus, and love our neighbor. But thank goodness, there are a few of us who are doing it. But you can't stop there. Even if laws do get changed, you still have to live your life and fight for the change of hearts, not just laws. People of God, you've been transforming people's lives throughout the last five years while I've been here. And I'll tell you, I've been amazed at what I've seen. And what I've seen is a community of faith that I've always dreamed about, right? You have no idea what it means to go out of states or out of the city and take resurrection folks with you. And people experience them. They see the shirts. And they say, you know, I don't even believe in God, but if I was in Houston, I would go to Resurrection MCC. You know, I don't even believe in the church, but if there's a church like that, I want to be part of it. There are transgender folks who don't even speak English. And yet you have made a space for them here on this campus. Many of them were forcibly removed from restrooms. And they said, we're not going to take this anymore. The truth will set us free. And so they began to meet. And you know where they met? On this campus. They've been a meeting for the last six, seven months, averaging 40 to 50 people every meeting. And they started out as just a support group. But I want you to give a round of applause, because the Organización Latina de Trans in Texas, the Trans-Latina Organization in Texas, is now not just a support group, it's also an official 501C3. Thank you, (laughs) Resurrection MCC. And I tell you, it wasn't easy. You know, for any group that's been marginalized, right? You come to a church, that's not an easy thing to do. For any group that's marginalized to come and there are pastors who are helping you out. And you got to deal with comments like, who is this pastor? He's not even trans. Can we trust him? And I heard it and I was okay with it. Because I'm the one with the privilege, I need to earn their trust. They started meeting off campus for a couple of months, and then they wanted to come back to campus. They'll stay here till 11, midnight, 1 a.m. I got bags underneath my eyes, people of God. But it's all because of saints and angels who are doing what they can and what they've been given to do to live their lives. People got there many other stories. If you only knew the impact that you're having on people's lives, if you only knew good news is real, I don't want your thank yous this morning. Matter of fact, I would say I don't think any of the clergy, none of us want thank yous. You don't have to hug us. You don't have to kiss us. You don't have to do any of that stuff. But what you can do is hug someone who's never been hugged before. What you can do is help someone who's been ostracized by the church. What you can do is to smile and actually love someone with the love of God so that their life can be transformed. Because when you do that, that's where it hits home. Not just for us, but for the actual presence of God. Whatever you believe, whatever you doubt, we say it every Sunday and we mean it. I'm a bit emotional, more than usual, and it's wrecking my nerves right now. (sighs) Mascara too, but we'll be okay. (laughs) I have grown so much in the last five years because of the truth that you have lived, Resurrection MCC. It takes a lot to get one of your pastors to not only sing, but in kinky boots and in underwear in front of 500 or so people. And I hear lives are transformed. I don't know. But God is moving no matter what. I hope and I pray that no matter what happens in your life, that you will continue to be the love of God and further this ministry. People of God, we need you. God needs you. Jesus needs you. And if you don't believe in any of that, people need you. The whole concept of God is all about people, creation, the environment. People want to see Jesus. Let's show them Jesus. People want to be changed. Let's help people get the change they need. Don't push your Jesus on anybody, though. No, don't do that. Love people and let them find their Jesus. Let them find their God. I am thankful. I love you. I bless you. And remember... No matter what you do, no matter what you do, no matter what you do, in this life or the next, above or below, wherever you are, God loves you. I love you too. Bless you. Thank oh. you.
1: Hi everyone, Hi. <laughs> my name is Ashley Bernal and this is my girlfriend, Lisette Herrera. Next month we will be celebrating our five year anniversary and we are also members of Resurrection. <laughs> we are both very proud to be of Mexican descent and very grateful to be given the opportunity to be the first in our family to graduate from college. <laughs> Culturally, it was the American dream for us to have a degree, and it was instilled in us at a very young age that familia, family, was always first and foremost. We were raised in the church. Liz's father is a catechism teacher, and my mother is very spiritual. As a result, we thought that being lesbian and Latina meant that we would lead two very different lives, and we would always have to separate, keep them separate of each other. Ironically, we learned later on in life another meaning behind the word familia, Liz is originally from Houston, and um, we met when she was living in Louisville, which is outside of Dallas, and I was living in San Antonio, where I was born and raised. In San Antonio, the word with familia was code for actually knowing that somebody else was gay who was in the area that you were in. So it was kind of co- like a code word, and so um, if you were trying to talk about somebody from work, you would say, hey, you know so-and-so, well, he's familia, and that should let you know that he was gay like you. Or if you were at a restaurant and you saw another lesbian couple, you would say, you know, we're here with Familia, and I'd let you know. Most people don't know, but San Antonio is the seventh largest city in the nation, and it also has the most LGBT parents than any other city in the nation. It means so much to us to hear the word Familia, and it still means so much for us to this day. Never did we imagine that the word Familia would change again for a third time. Although we lived in various cities throughout our lives, we decided that ultimately we would make our home in San Antonio where we first attended MCC. It's true when they say that if you wanna make God laugh, tell him your plans. (laughs) I moved to Houston in January of 2013 to advance my career as a pediatric social worker and Liz joined me eight months later after securing a job as a middle school art teacher in HISD. We left everything behind. We missed our friends, coworkers, familia, patients, and students. We longed to be around familia again people who were genuine in hospital like the culture we were raised in, people who were also gay like us. Quickly, we realized that resurrection filled this void in our lives, and that the diversity at resurrection really resonated with who we are. We never thought we'd meet Reverend Michael, a pastor also of Mexican descent, spreading God's love of inclusiveness. We felt so much gratitude that we decided to direct our energy towards volunteering in the various programs offered in the Sunday Bulletin. We do not, by any means, use the word familia lightly but we can now say from our hearts that we look forward to Sundays at resurrection so we can worship God with our familia. I remember walking with Reverend Troy during the pride parade and out of nowhere he stopped and asked me, how is your family? I was taken back because I have never talked to Reverend Troy about my family and I don't know what compelled him to ask me or if he even remembers. But I remember without hesitation, I responded to him, I am with my family. Now God willing, our plans are to reside in the Houston greater area. When we decide to marry, we do not know if Liz's father or twin sister will come. We do not know if my younger brother or father will participate. We do not know how many more times when we visit other churches with family or friends, we will for heart when hearing pastors and priests speak negatively about gay marriage. We do not always know how to help Liz's students that receive art instruction while being in CPS custody and living in a residential treatment center. We do not know the next time I go to work, I will be trying to help a family cope with their child's new cancer diagnosis or agree with the family when their child dies in the hospital. What we do know is that we have resurrection, our familia, and now we stand 100% confident we can be lesbian, Christian, and Latina. We now have more support than ever from our families and our community. We'll never be able to forget that God gives and God takes away. We carry on each day, and we remember what Reverend Vicky, along with members of MCC, taught us in the Wednesday night classes. And that is, in all life situations, remember to always leave room for grace. Thank you.